Welcome to the Tech Study Hall podcast with your host, my dad, Dr. Rich Smith. Let's get started. Thanks, Finn, and welcome to episode 112 of the Tech Study Hall podcast, where you can go to explore all about 21st century learning and edtech integration in a safe space in hopes to take steps forward in your tech independence. My name is Rich, and today we're continuing our series of episodes that I'm calling Tech the Halls, where I give you a few of my favorite tech tools that you can learn more about as we head into this holiday season. Today's episode is going to highlight some of my favorite video recording and editing software pieces. But first, just as a reminder for our first-time listeners, our goal with Tech Study Hall is to inspire educators to explore new ways to use technology as a way to accent their lessons all while using 21st century learning strategies to keep our students engaged. Now, whether that's using tech or not, the way our learners obtain knowledge is different from what we experienced. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the importance of relating our learning experience to a world that makes sense for them. Today's objective. As we're seeing schools more and more across the country trying to tackle learning objectives with this digital learning due to the pandemic, I think it's important to highlight in this episode a couple of tools that we can use to personalize our instruction. One of the ways in which to accomplish this task is to use video segments to include with your lesson. So today's objective is to cover why that might be useful for our digital classroom and some of my favorite tech tools that I've used to make it happen for my instructional purposes. Time for the lesson. I'm going to go back to the objective for just a moment. What's important to remember during this pandemic is that we look for ways to complement our digital classroom structure. Video creation and editing can be one way in which to make that happen. Whether an expert in edu videos or a novice, what will mean the world to your students is the fact that it's you that's making yourself available in a media piece in this space and time that's finite for them. Maybe you found that someone has already created a video that you need for the lesson. That's cool. Maybe do a quick intro video that can be included with your instructions so that they understand the meaning of your integration in the video in that way. If you're using something like Edpuzzle, you can even do voiceovers in someone else's video to give it a personal touch from you. You could be highlighting something of great importance or just giving them a little note of emphasis to pay close attention to a particular clip of that video. Personal touches like this can go a long way in personalizing the learning experience for your students without having to recreate the development of the wheel. Remember, the name of the game here is balance. Use tech to complement a lesson, never to replace it. Now, you do not have to go out and find a brand new program to learn. Perhaps your video production is taping your Zoom calls or your Google Meets. By doing so, you can attach the video to your LMS to make the lesson retrievable for your students who might have either missed the class or need the reinforcement for the concept that you're teaching and want to watch that video again. Now, I realize that Google has restricted the recording and meets unless you've purchased the EDU Enterprise Edition, but you can still have access to your meet video for 30 days before it's deleted with the Standard Edition, which is hopefully long enough for your students to watch the video to get the information that they need. So why record if you can have the video temporarily available for students? Well, I know a couple of teachers out there who have been flipping their classrooms for years. And what they've done is to record lessons and snippets and created a digital library to reference year after year. 
Now, this was an amazing idea for these teachers. In this case, these were math teachers who wanted to make sure that they could use the same lessons, but more so have a library of instructional reteaching moments for their students that could be referenced even when they're not around. There are other reasons to promote the use of video integration in the classroom. Another is to incorporate video projects for your students, too. There are plenty of tools out there that create affordable opportunities to give your students alternative assessment options to present their knowledge achieved. Video creation is a phenomenal way to give them some voice and choice in their learning in an alternative and creative way, even in terms of the way you're going to grade it. So what I'm going to highlight for you today are just a few of my favorite tools I've used for video creation that you too could use. I'm going to present them from the most involved to easy to integrate right away. Now, the first on my list is one of my personal favorites. I've been with them for years is Camtasia Studio. Camtasia was a program that I've grown uh, in technology with since its inception. In my previous life as a trainer, I found Camtasia um, because our workplace was not a Mac workplace. Previous to that, I had used iMovie on the Mac, which is now commonly installed on all Apple devices. So if you're an Apple school, I for you would start there. But if you're a PC school and looking for something to incorporate that has a little bit of girth to it, I would look at Camtasia. It's a great independent and strong software platform for amazing video editing. It is my go-to for video projects when not trying to work collaboratively. The trays, the libraries, the sound editing options, they're all great and easy to incorporate into your project. I relied heavily on Camtasia during my time in my doctoral work. It's how I produced all of my videos for the library of the center that I worked for in Wycliffe, Ohio. For my doctoral capstone, it was, it was an integral part of making sure that the piece for them was completed. Again, the flexibility and power in editing in Camtasia makes for me, the best PC-related video editor out there. You can highlight a piece of your screen, you can record yourself picture-in-picture, picture, and you have the area that you're referencing highlighted. You can point that out. You can add special effects and pop-ups and animations and more. But the drawback is that when you purchase it, you have to purchase it by the license, and it's available only to the PC. Um, I, I believe there's also a Mac version available, but again, most people on Macs would use iMovie. But again, you're not going to be able to get this on a Chromebook. So the implementation opportunity can be pricey, but if if you, however, want to just, if you're looking for something for yourself, this is a great tool for video creation and editing that gives you a lot of options um, and really not difficult to use. My next opportunity is called WeVideo. If you're looking for something that's a little more collaborative, then WeVideo might be something to consider for your video creation and editing needs. While the options may not be as strong as Camtasia, Adobe Premiere, iMovie, etc., it's set apart by one feature that you can work on WeVideo from anywhere. That flexibility is why a highlight is one of my feature favorites. And the best part is WeVideo has expanded their brand in just the last two years alone, and they don't show any signs of slowing. Here, you find some basic editing options with regard to video and audio settings, they're just enough to be helpful in flexibility, but not as robust as some of the other higher-end editors. Still, the library special effects features, the transitions, the audio libraries and files, these are all pretty amazing features in WeVideo. They've recently upgraded WeVideo also to include podcast and GIF creation projects as well, and just recently added the ability to crop video footage, which in my opinion was an area that they were the most lacking compared to others. So I'm very happy to see that they've added that in. 
still hands down for me is the ability to collaborate on projects. You can share them easily utilizing Google Drive, and they've recently added the ability to collaborate on editing projects themselves instead of just sharing them out with one another. Don't have your regular device that you can work from? Not a problem. WeVideo is Chrome-based, and you're able to pick right up where you left off moving from one device to another. This is a great opportunity to put a pretty decent video creator and editor into the flow of your classroom at an affordable price. Now, there is education pricing to get storage space and the watermark-free editing. The prices are really reasonable, actually, and they work with purchase orders as well. There is a free version of the software that is available, so if you're just looking to you know, make a quick video for your classroom, there will be a, mar a watermark that's uh, going to go with the video, but to gain access to the extra storage space and more advanced features, a subscription is recommended. It's truly a great way to give your students some advanced editing experience and a great way to create recordings for your classroom as well. Now, the last tool I'm going to highlight is one of my feature favorites is Screencastify. If you're looking for a quick way to capture some video, whether on, you know, whether you're taping on your screen, trying to capture just yourself or both, Screencastify is a great and easy way to accomplish this. The extension is part of your Chrome browser for easy access. No login required after you log into your Chrome. No uploading, just straight capture for your convenience. For the free version, and there is one available, you're limited to a five-minute video, and you can contact Screencastify for a school-based subscription price, which is, in my experience, very reasonable, and I highly recommend it because what's great about the screen recording opportunity is that you can unlock this tool for the whole school at the price without a per-seat option. So your students can get on all the fun and the action as well. They've really upped their game in terms of post-editing features, too. It's not as robust as the others we've mentioned today, but respectable nonetheless, given that it is a Chrome-driven. Uh, you can record instantly, get a link to share with your audience if editing is not required. You can tweak your video and still get shareable links just as easily. You can download your work with a paid subscription so that you can pull it into another editing software option as well. You also have the ability to send a video directly to YouTube, Edpuzzle, and more. It's a quick and easy way to integrate video production into your classroom without all the login hassle. Now, what's nice overall about these programs is that you have the ability to use your laptop and computer's mic and camera, or you have the options to add other media devices to record and hone your video creation craft. All of them produce a format that shares easily to YouTube, Vimeo, and other video hosting engines. Why do I subscribe to so many of these? Because it gives me options to share. You use the best of all the software has to offer, provide the best quality videos to my students, and you can't go wrong with one or all of these products, and that's why I'm highlighting them as one of my favorite tech tools. It's time to wrap it up. At the core of what I hope to inspire here with these tech series is to offer you options to help personalize the digital learning experience. This time of uncertainty with school buildings open, hybrid or all digital, etc., gives us the chance to explore tools to accent our learning for our students. Notice that I'm not saying the schools are closed. And I want us to get that notion out of our heads as educators. You know, we've seen this so common in the media to say, you know, we don't want our schools closed. Learning has not stopped. Learning does not happen in a vacuum. At no time has learning become lessened or non-existent because we're not in our buildings physically. We never stop teaching. It may look different from when we were all originally trained, but it marches on regardless of the time and place that it happens. 
So that presents us with new challenges, new modalities to explore, different tools to teach with, encountering disparities like equality of access to devices and internet. It's a lot of balls to juggle, folks. I'm not going to say that it's not. It really is. It's a lot for us to juggle if you're not used to it. Um, But if we focus on what we can control, which is being there for our students, keeping some form of normal as best we can, being respectful of their learning time versus physically being in front of a camera, finding balance in learning and your own social-emotional well-being, none of this has changed. It's just a different way of delivering it. It is a hurdle to overcome, not a wall or a barrier that's not achievable. Just like when Common Core was implemented and licensing requirements were changing, we adapt and we, and we flow and we go with it. This is one more evolutionary time in education. We have to learn how to identify and evolve with the times. Part of embracing tech tools and methods is embracing exploration. Put yourself out there to find new tools to keep things fresh for yourself and for your students. Adding video options to your toolbox will help you personalize that learning experience to make yourself available to your students when you can't be there in person. You could even make a video to let them know how much you care. Uh, in one of my previous episodes, my friend Charity Dodd mentioned that um, you, know, you can make little videos to reach out to your students. She called it Motivational Monday, where she talks about picking a student or two and offer them a little encouragement. Just another awesome way to make use of your video skills in a way that cares for your students, both socially and emotionally. You know, I'm keeping these podcasts purposefully short around the holiday time for that reason, so that we can take some more time for ourselves to explore, to see what's best for us and our students, but to also keep our minds turning about what lies ahead of us as well. Inevitably, as teachers, we usually squeeze in some kind of prep time along the way. It's the nature of our vocation, right? But take some time to look at some of these tech tools to see if something might work for you. Make time for you both personally and professionally. If you have a couple of your favorites that you would like to talk about on the show, feel free to reach out to me via Twitter at smith underscore edtech, or you can email me at rmstechspot at gmail.com. I'd love to have you on, see what you're using to lessen the learning landscapes divide and help build and bridge community digitally for your classroom. Until next time, I'm Rich here reminding you to give tech a try. Any small step forward is still part of the greater journey in learning. This has been Tech Study Hall. Class is adjourned. Be well, everyone. Music and sound effects used during Tech Study Hall is provided royalty-free under the use and mention license from hooksounds.com. Other music and sound effects are courtesy of bensound.com and incomtech.com. For more information about how you can be a part of Tech Study Hall, contact Rich at rmstechspot at gmail.com or visit www.techstudyhall.org for follow-up information, research, or contact options.